0: Welcome to the Love Cars On The Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman.
1: Welcome to Love Cars On The Grid, your global motorsport podcast roundup. I'm talking a little bit sheepish because I'm in an airport lounge, but there's lots to talk about. We don't want to miss it because no Formula One to start off with there was bangs crashes and (laughs) literally bangs and crashes yes should we have even been there in the first place but uh, the the race was very interesting and I think you got a little bit excited about it there's Formula 2 to discuss there's NASCAR um and a little bit more as well but let's kick off with Formula 1 and I guess the first question is should we have even been
0: in Saudi Arabia? I think that that is the best first question I mean to me I'm a no I'm a no man you know I I didn't like it but I didn't like the track they built and uh, I just think it's all wrong to go out. And the money's there. We, we also because we already got. We I mean, you know we've got Bahrain. Bahrain is not exactly a problem-free world. Um, you know, and we've got Abu Dhabi. Mean, I mean, we've got too many in a way. You know, uh, Middle East tracks because the money's there. So I just don't think we need yet another controversial circuit. And you know, there was this awful, you know, terrible terrorist attack. I mean, luckily, nobody was injured. It was on a fuel depot, wasn't it? But and this was the first Grand Prix, what well, they were racing under a, a dome of of um, protection dome of missiles to prevent any attacks on the circuit area. I mean, to, to agree to that, I don't think any of the drivers would agree. I mean, a very good journalist said that the drivers were against racing after the the, the terrorist attack. And uh, this is the story anyway, that apparently someone said, you, you might find it difficult to get out of the country if you don't race. I mean, you know, I can't believe that was an official threat, but there was an underlying difficulty to leave the country. I can't believe that was an official threat. I think one oh. person would be quite pleased that if they didn't race
1: would be Lewis Hamilton, but we'll come on to that in a moment. I, yeah. think, I think for those that did miss it, and I don't think anybody did, but the, the drivers had four hours uh, in with the FIA discussing should they be there, and they and, and they came together... Um, like a big union, really. It was quite interesting to see them all sticking together because uh, it is very controversial, but there is plenty of money there. Look, if Bahrain... But, uh, you know, lots of
0: drivers, they feel very guilty of Lewis and Sebastian Vettel, who wasn't racing. They do feel very genuinely guilty about, you know, being in Saudi, you know. They don't like being there, so it's a tricky one.
1: Yeah, it is a tricky one. But let's move on to qualifying because
0: that was fascinating well, before before we got to qualifying though we had the schumacher crash So oh, of course so that was that was the other Practice, big thing so yeah. you know, not only should they you know be in saudi should they be racing on such a stupidly <laughs> dangerous circuit uh with this you saw some of the free practices when people were tooling around warming up their tires uh, and these drives were relying on the team telling the tooling car at 50 miles an hour and the bloke coming at 150 you know, you're going to go round and there'll be cars on the left or the right. mean, so it's terrifyingly dangerous that's, in that
1: that's way. That's what and then, worries me. That's, it's it's yeah. not the circuit, the fact that it's a street circuit, it's the fact that you can't see, you've got no
0: visibility. Um, looking through and seeing what well then sure we, we had that crash then you know but on that big curb well I was just going to ask you about the big well, curve it's the sort <laughs> of curb I want I mean but maybe not on 150 mile an hour corner you know that's the sort of curve that should define the edge of the track at you know, a lot of slower corners maybe of course the motorbike boys don't like it and understand that so it's, it's this compromise with the motorbike world of racing um, but then to have What was obviously a potential sharp left, have a solid concrete wall. You know, NASCAR and Indigo, they have had this safer barrier for five years or more, you know, this really good absorbing barrier. And, you know, Tilka's got these loads of of millions of euros to design and build this track for Saudi. And to not see that that was a potential accident waiting to happen, and to not install safer barriers... You know, belief, I can't believe you know, that they allowed it to happen.
1: So The testament to the actual cars, the Haas car did what it was supposed yeah. to do, it just disintegrated. Yeah.
0: Um, so but it it's, a, it's a good edge of a circuit, you know. I mean, yeah. is she, you Always imagine the edge of a track, it's a wall. Well, if there had been a wall there, Chewie probably wouldn't yeah. have, you know, committed himself to the corner quite so bravely as he did. And... and, uh, and Tell me, was that curb the similar?
1: So uh, it was like a sausage curb, and, and uh, was that a similar one to Abby Eaton from W Series what No, 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 then? completely different. I mean, that,
0: that was a proper okay. old fashioned curb, but once you go up the curb, it's got a drop off the outside. So if you go over the curb where well, you shouldn't be going, like you've hit the wall, if there's a wall, you've hit the wall. Uh, but if you go over those big curbs, then of course the car bottoms out in the middle, then you've got no steering and it spat itself off. Abby faced um, out-of-bounds kerbs that were 90 degrees the way of travel. So she went outside of the kerb so she left completely the travel then was faced with a 90 degree just little speed bumps. There was the speed bump that flipped the front of the car up in the egg. She hit the front wheels both at the same time. So there so many different okay, types of kerbs. And then of course I'll we had watching check on pole position didn't we? We were watching Abby's what, her recovery? Yeah? She's racing next yeah, month. Her recovery. I know.
1: Incredible. Very good. Uh, yes, and then on to qualifying, because uh, what a shock. Checo actually beating <laughs> Max for once. In, 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 yeah, bless him. He had a bit of bad luck. We'll come on to that in a moment in yeah. the main race. But we were qualifying, first of all, I mean, surely, Checo first maybe, yeah. but
0: Lewis Hamilton. Oh, no.
1: just... Incredible! He lost his mojo. Well, the team got the
0: strategy wrong. I think they didn't. They didn't get him out on on a fresh set of tires. You know, having had one bad lap, and then there was time was running out, and he stayed out on the used set. And you know, whereas George is up there, you know, in fifth, you know, doing a a work really work like job, and there's Lewis. I don't think his mind was on the thing because Lewis, as I said, he's one of those drivers that does worry that he's in Saudi racing. So he doesn't worry about bombs, and I think he was quite shaken up. I saw he was being interviewed right when the Schumacher crash just happened, you know, and he was much more concerned with the monitor and you know finding out you know if Mick was all right or not than uh, being interviewed about something about his own problems. It's funny, I'm the first to jump on the
1: bandwagon if it was the other way around and George did that. Oh see, see, Lewis is a much better driver, but it just goes to show it can happen to the best, yeah. the very best. Yeah. Um, and, but Checo, Checo. Yeah, I a, don't know how
0: he did it. <laughs> I don't know where it came
1: from. Max He said if he did it a thousand times, he wouldn't get the I same know, lap. But he but said it was would. just
0: a dream lap. And Max must have had a bad lap, but uh, it was a bit of a shock of qualifying that. Otherwise um, Le, Leclerc would get ahead of science again. Um and then a, a, a fabulous race, I mean, in the end. Um, the trouble is... But you say that, you say that, and I saw your Twitter. Well, oh, you think it's a fabulous... There was some great overtaking, it's a bit of It exciting. was the
1: whole, the whole middle part was a dull yeah, well, fest.
0: Well, that happens in races. <laughs> I was going to get to that, but it also became a DRS fest, and that's the other thing we have to look at. I mean, it started well because we had the Alpines just entertaining us endlessly with, with Esteban and Fernando. So we didn't have that as entertainment. So it was, the entertainment was the beginning. But as you was said, proper racing, a, wasn't know, it? That was literally proper racing, thanks quickly. to DRS. We've got to go yeah. back to the end of the story. But meanwhile, the front five just did this normal, old fashioned, you know, second and a half apart <laughs> because they can't follow closely. Um, despite everything they're saying about the cars, saying you can, the, the difference is marginal, it can get a bit closer. And actually, Max, after the race, quite interesting, he said that he could follow closely with these new cars with the hard tyres on. But with the mediums or even softs, I don't think we ever race with the softs. Actually, are they just the tires fell apart? So still, you've got that aero disturbing the car, even if he's a second behind. Uh, but there's no doubt it is easier to get within a second than it used to be. So you can creep into that dirty air mode. It seemed to but, be a um, lot closer racing, a lot of closer following. Yeah. I mean, not. Yeah, they racing, did seem to. They, of, they were. I think yeah. they are able to follow a bit closer. So that's the, Which which meant Maybe they just, did more DRSing. Which is again. But the DRS was
1: was a, a very pivotal part of the whole race, but it was quite interesting. They ended up doing some strategy yeah. as well, holding back yeah. before the DRS, which is common sense for you and I, maybe, but Formula One <laughs> drivers have never done that. Well, this is what we they, all have to look at.
0: A lot of Twitter, you know, banned DRS completely, but, you know, um, Leclerc said he would have won easily have won without DRS. Max I would never have overtaken without DRS. So it's this pivotal point. Last week on this podcast, I talked about. Forget it's DRS, let's call you given slipstream back to the. At the moment, the slipstream is almost too powerful because the overtaking happens. But it's the debate do we want entertainment? You know, now they've brought us to this level. Do we have to live with DRS forever? And this is the way. Do we just pretend it's slipstream and that's how cars work? Um, Because it was entertaining at the end. But a quick point, just—it's a bit of a jokey point. Don't worry, Max fans or Lewis fans. I'm not spreading any rumours. That it was Latifi that came to Max's rescue for the second time. That's <laughs> got, fun, wasn't it? Well, Latifi well, Abu Dhabi was obviously the, the big one when the pace car came out, and then, as you say, in the middle of the race, it looked like Max couldn't get within a second uh, of of Michael Leclerc. So it looked like it was going to be a. a, 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 a all race right till the end. Then, of course, the pace car came out. But a controversy with Perez and uh, Sainz, who was ahead of who when they came out the pit lane, which got resolved in the end. Um, so then, of course, Max is now within that second. And as long as he survived the first two laps before DRS started, uh, he was never going to get dropped. So it was a bit unfortunate that Latifi came out again in Max to assist Max. But then... The conspiracy
1: theorists yeah. will have a real but then we play did with have that. this
0: great racing um, towards the end, but with them deliberately not overtaking into the final turn. And, but I mean, this, it looked like Leclerc could pull out a second and a half through all the corners, and yet then with the two big DRSs down the curvy back straight, and you know, Max just came right back into his gearbox, uh, and then waiting to overtake past the pits and back it off and. It was actually it was a bit harsh. I think it was one. It was about three laps toward the end. Leclerc was within, was right in his gearbox, starting the straight, and that's when the yellows came out for Albon. And I, I think they turn the DRS off, don't they, when a the yellow comes out? I think because he looked like his DRS didn't open on that one lap when he was close enough. Um, but yes. But then, oh, the most irritating thing. everybody I
1: spoke to said that Max Verstappen's a really, really nice guy. But my goodness, he's irritating. Well, they've got to stop that, radio. that. Good like points.
0: Good point. we, Just don't do oh, it, F1. Please, just, just, just delete it from the television audience. Yeah. He crossed the line. He crossed yeah. the line. His lights aren't flashing. He's, he's closer. closer. He's closer. Oh, just, oh, I mean, let, let poor old Red Bull have all that in their ears. Just don't broadcast it. We don't need to know all that. Um... So, yeah, yeah, but there was lots lots of racing going on, all thanks to the RS, and that's the big debate. Do we want to keep it? Uh, George, I mean, magnificent weekend with George Russell. He hung in there, hung in there for fifth. Ocon survived as uh, poor old Fernando, having got ahead of Ocon, broke down. Um, So Ocon was sixth. Lando, good McLaren, come back. I mean, didn't qualify that well, but Lando fought through the seventh. But hang on Alpha a minute, an awful on a minute.
1: you say good for Lando, but, but he wouldn't have beat Ricciardo if he hadn't had the problem. So,
0: what? good for Lando, but he, well, McLaren, yeah, I good he for, was... Good for McLaren that they got someone at the top. They got points. But, yeah, was he behind Ricciardo? You've gone quiet. Oh. oh, no, you're back. Something happened. Alfred Tory, having an awful... Poor old Yuki, didn't even start. He missed qualifying when a car broke. And he was actually quick in, in, in the FP1s, FP2s. Gasly recovered, got eighth place for Alpha K. Mag, another wonderful. Geez, I saw the onboard as well. I was looking at more of the post-race analysis, and K. Mag towards the end of every corner, he just fell against the headrest left, right, left, right. Um, but battled through to ninth, more points uh, for, for them. And Lewis got a point. Lewis got tenth. Um,
1: Apparently, he said to Bono on the radio, which I don't believe, but he said, "Do I even get a point yeah, for tenth place?"
0: It's just like, oh yeah, all right, starkey. Alpha looked good again, but Bottas retired sadly. They were looking feisty again. Zhao got an eleventh place, but uh, yeah, I, well, I don't thought know. Bottas was going to this week beat Lewis after last week beating Russell, which was just would have been hilarious,
1: really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's been unlucky. Great looking uh, car that Alpha. I've got to yeah. say that because I'm just on my way to Italy to pick up an Alpha Romeo. actually. <laughs> so uh, yeah, great looking car
0: that Alpha Romeo. Yeah. <laughs> So do we want entertainment or old-fashioned racing? I'm moving towards accepting it. I'm moving towards them. this is just the way we're now going to race. And uh, it's entertainment, which I, I feel like shooting myself in the heart for saying these things. It's not me. It's not me. But there we go. It would have been a procession without DRS.
1: Would it, though? Would it really? Yes. Would it? Yes. OK. All right. I'll take a word for it. So, so DRS. Then let's keep it. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> It's That's artificial, this is
0: grand pre-racing. <laughs> it's the pinnacle of motorsport. We shouldn't have artificial <laughs> gadgets it's because the aer- aerody- aerodynamics have taken over our sport. Should we- They should be designing aeroplanes, those engines, not racing cars. <laughs> and can I just say,
1: can I just say that uh, he is the biggest whinger ever on the radio. I'm sure he's not in real life. But what a drive from Max Verstappen because yeah. those Ferraris are fast. They are. They're clearly yeah. the the best car out there. But Max, yeah, but the
0: Red Bull's the quicker in straight line. They've they, they yeah, admitted true. that in Paris. That, that seems to generally. Yeah. You remember, you remember old Horner moaning all the time. We're losing one and a half seconds to the seconds down the straights, but one and a half seconds quicker around the corners. He's, he's not moaning now. His car's <laughs> quickest to the straight line, is it? Oh, uh, what about swings, there was no F three, but swings round.
1: There was no F three, but there was F two, and I think
0: yeah. It's a fairly F2 yeah. racing. Yeah, poor old Theo Pocher, the championship leader, this young French kid that everyone's got a great future predicted for, had a, uh, a Schumacher size shunt in, in qualifying, didn't qualify, started right at the back of the grid. And then he had a, he had a fire in qualifying. They, they, re, they had about two hours for the crash and qualifying. They had a fire in qualifying, started at the back, and it broke down the race. So he's dropped to uh, fifth place in the championship. Now, Liam Lawson, who was second in the championship, he also had a bad weekend, well, half a bad weekend, because in the race, he, he came out, his, his wheel fell off. They having trouble getting these new wheel nuts on in the Formula two cars. Um, so he had to retire because the wheel wasn't attached properly. But all that was good news that Felipe Drugovich, the Brazilian, who two years ago was really good in F2, um, but he changed teams last year, had a bad year. He's now back with the first team, and he dominated the weekend, on pole, won the race, the feature race. Um, he moves up to leading the championship now, the Brazilian. Good weekend for Richard sure. the Dutch bloke. He moves up to third of the championship, having uh, finished second in the feature race. Um, but Lawson mainly um, had reasonable points to say second because he won the sprint race. He qualified sixth fastest when he started fourth on the reverse grid and came from fourth to win the race. Oh, take your flight. <laughs> um, but really, the great, the great story of the weekend for us, oh, was empty at Luton, does not it? The good story for Brit was the form of Jake Hughes. Because um, I wasn't predicting much when we did our preview of the year. But he, he battles it. I think he only qualified about 10th. But he finished third in the reverse grid race. But then got done for His plank was slightly worn out. Um, so he lost his third-place podium. But he fought through to finish fourth in the feature race. Um, and Jake's one of these guys, you know, he's been around for an awful lot. He's 27 now, which, you know... That was, the year, that was the age I was when I became a Grand Prix driver. Now it's way too late to be a Grand Prix driver. But he's still there fighting. He was actually, um, he won the British Formula 4 championship back in 2013, you know, nine years ago. Wow. He was fifth in the Euro Formula 3 in 2017, the year Lando Norris one. But since then, he's never managed to get a full season in anything. He's been a bit part, half a season, run out of money. and He's been a standing driver. He's, he's got some good results. So I wasn't sure how he would fare this year. Um, but finally he's got his full season F2 signed up And you know Really good He's, he's had some work the last two or three years He's worked as a, a Formula E And Formula 1 simulator driver To earn money He's a Formula E reserve driver So he literally has been hanging around For six years or so To get an opportunity to show how good he is And um, hopefully the, the, this, that weekend Will give him the confidence to move forward So um, well done Jake Hughes Good weekend Good I hope he uh, continues to Um to do well this season,
1: but when it, where does he go if he does if he does very well this year? Where does he go? He can't, like he just <laughs> he's too old
0: for F one, so I hope he sports car, car drive. Okay. Well, no sports car. This well, this new evolution of the world sports car championship is going to suddenly open up a lot more well paid professional drives. Great. So I think if he can get his, his CV, you know, higher up the list to do in Formula Two, you know, he could well go off in that direction. As we've seen, so many British drivers already that we looked at bring last year, and there were six Brits in the top five finishing cars. So. Can it, can it, yeah, can he, I say, he won't ever be a Grand Prix driver, I don't think.
1: I'm not going to ask any more questions, and I'm glad there's only NASCAR to go, because
0: I'm being called now. <laughs> <laughs> right, NASCAR then. NASCAR, absolutely crazy race. Circuit of America's, <laughs> you're the Formula One track, 14 NASCARs rumbling, no track limits, apart from the apexes of three of the first fast data sets. You couldn't cut the corner. What,
1: why no a track, track full limits? Why, to explain, explain to us why there's no track limits.
0: Because they can't be bothered, I mean. <laughs> The point is, the thing about Formula 1, they wanted all that runoff so they didn't hit anything if they made a mistake, right? So what annoys me when Formula 1 boys go out in the runoff, well, hold on a minute, you shouldn't be there because it's dangerous being there because you said we must have all this runoff to protect ourselves. Well, NASCARs don't care about hitting the old concrete walls, so they just let them run wide everywhere they wanted. Um, but then on the other extreme, then they have this silly yellow flag rule, that, that if you have a single corner yellow flag, so a guy spins and stalls, it's a full course yellow. Everybody's in the pits, more tyres, and the leaders can't pit because they'd lose track position. Uh, so it was, as many NASCAR races, it was a very long race from very, very exciting finish. I mean, they have these two races in the middle of the first segment and the second segment. So, Because there's points for winning the first segment. Um, the first 10 stayed out. And the other 30 all pitted three laps before the end of that session. So when they restarted, the first 10, the fastest 10, start 30th down to 40th because they've all been overtaken. But by- so it's, it's a weird, weird thing, NASCAR at times. Anyway, and the last lap, the green-white checker, because they have been spins and yellows all the way. We had this amazing Ross Chastain never won a race. being chased by AJ Allmendinger, this really great all-round. He's an Indy car. He's done everything. He'd won the day before's Xfinity race, Allmendinger. So he was looking for the sweep, as they call it. Um, He's only a part-time sprint. His team don't run him in all the big sprint cup, the main Formula 1s, as it were. Uh, So he was on Chastain's tail. And then Alex Bowman, the leading one of the Hendrick Chevys, because Larson had a bad day. So Bowman was the Hendrick Chevy big guy. Anyway, right at the end of the (laughs) three-quarters way around the last lap, Almondinger did the shove, got the bumper onto the, uh, the leader of Chastain. And the last three quarters, I mean, Chastain then went wide, then Bowman went around the outside of of the next corner. So now Chastain's down the third, Almondinger was second. But then Chastain used it was amazing. It was like a a, a pinball in a in a snooker thing. Because um, Chastain got into the back of Ormindinger under breaking. It must be almost the penultimate corner. Shoved him so hard that he put Almondinger into Alex Bowman. So how well, can they Bowman do
1: that and get away with was, it?
0: Well, that? That's, that's the way, you know, because Almondinger got by um, putting the bumper to Chastain two or three four quarters before. And it's just the law, the rule, law of things. So um Almond Digger actually spun, uh, but Boma managed to come back on. But Chastain then got back into the lead. The melon man, he's a melon farmer from Florida, took the finish line, won his first ever sprint race, his you know, first ever NASCAR race and smashed a melon and ate the melon while he was being interviewed. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Well, that is NASCAR. I mean, it, you know, and the other two drivers, both were interviewed after. Both said, "I would have done what he did. That's what we do brilliant. in NASCAR." You know, brilliant. You try to you try to fight off being pushed into a corner under braking, um, and sometimes so, it doesn't work. So, so it's like posh banger racing. Yeah, you see, yeah, a bit like, yeah, a bit like posh, posh banger. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. But, so, you know, I've seen 40 cars pumping over all their curbs and you see them coming and they're all lumping and leaping in opposite lock, you know. It's just entertaining to watch can, the way they attack a course. Can I go now, Dad? Uh, next week, we've got GP. Yeah, you've got to say, next week but motor gp got, motor,
1: motorbikes no and nascar of oh, course, nascar's back every week NASCAR,
0: <laughs> they go to they go to the three quarter mile richmond raceway so there'll be plenty of pushing rather than nobody finishes i'm gonna watch nascar, NASCAR next week i promise you i'm gonna watch <laughs> oh next week we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna, gonna be recording it
1: from italy because you're gonna be in italy <laughs> as well driving the new we'll both
0: be in italy matter
1: rtmc20 we'll- you are I get it. now from get Maserati podcast. <laughs> All right, see Next you week. in Italy then, Paul. Next week from Italy. Ciao, to... ciao. ciao, arrivederci, ciao, arrivederci.
0: Ciao. arrivederci.